When's your birthday? March. Nice. February. Ooh, February what? 11th. Bro, we have the same birthday? No, we don't. Yes, we do. Do we actually? February 11th? February 11th, 1997, baby. February 11th, 1992. <laughs> Let's go. That's so crazy. We share we share that birthday with Jennifer Aniston, in case you were wondering. <laughs> if there was any two people in the world <laughs> I could share a birthday with, this is like best case scenario. <laughs> when life gives you lemons, what do you do with them? Over here at The Squeeze, we, we talk, talk about it. it. We need a camera on the dogs because every time we clap, they the dog oh, camera. A dog is so cam. funny. Every time we clap before the episode, one of them just well, they both snap their heads. But yeah, Lily normally gets up and does what she just did. Moves. Are you talking to me? Or I had the... a feeling it would they would just cut it in. Interesting. Welcome to the squeeze. <laughs> I am your host, Taylor Lautner, and over here to my right is also um your co-host, Taylor Lautner. Woo! Two Taylors is better Welcome than one. to Wednesday or whatever day it is you're listening to this podcast. Wednesday, Wednesday. We are excited to have you. And we have a very... Is that the hummingbird again? I think it may have been. For people listening, when we first started making this pot... Oh my gosh, he's back. Shut the front door. Bro, where have you been for six months? It's been winter. Oh! <gasps> Oh, wow. He is back in full force. He's come. Okay, wait. This is crazy. We used to have a hummingbird for like the. He won't stop. For the you first. You guys can't hear him, but we can hear him. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like this. And it's right on the window of this room. And he used to be here for our first like six months of making this podcast. And it was, he was very annoying. But then we started to like him. But we were just in the middle of our tapings. We were just used to it. Just this. Just whole taping. And then he disappeared, and we haven't seen him in months. And just now, you witnessed it live on the squeeze. The hummingbird is back. Oh my gosh! Okay, well now we have to name him because now he's like officially here. Oh my gosh, he's gonna be banging every episode. What's his name? Submit his name below in the comments. While you're down there, be sure to subscribe and follow us on whatever platform you are listening or watching. Uh, the squeeze. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, we really have to name him. This is so funny. What are you excited about today? Our guest. You're excited about our guest? Yeah. I am too, because we are genuine fans for a while. Yes. Of this person. This Chelsea Cutler herself we had on the squeeze. She's so cool. Um, if you guys have not checked out her music, you yeah, need to you're because she is so talented. It's insane. Her voice is nuts. Yeah. But she's also just like the coolest person ever. She's so cool and she calls herself like the biggest nerd but she like so funny. is like the coolest yeah, I'm like, what? I'm nerd to, to like ever you. yeah literally she just like has this cool like energy about her and she was like i'm such a nerd i'm like you don't give nerd energy <laughs> whatever energy that may be oh, man. Uh, but yeah we were really excited to talk to her and just kind of dove into her mental health struggles obviously musicians they go on tour they do a lot of things um that aren't the best for their mental health and chelsea was very open and honest with us uh, about some of the struggles. Yeah. she. I mean, her music also, yeah. like her music itself, she's so, it's so like raw and yeah. she just talks about a lot of, you know, different topics and things that she's personally struggled with her life through her music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her music's amazing. Go look her up on Spotify or whatever, Apple right now. Yeah. We'll leave her linked um, down below, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Yeah. All right, Chelsea, thank you for being with us. We are <laughs> so excited. We, um, I mean, honestly, we were just talking about this before we started rolling, but this is, um, it feels long overdue because we, we have been big fans of yours for a while. Um, we love your music. We love everything you do with the platform you have. Um, so we're really just honored to have you here on the squeeze with us thank you that's so kind <laughs> i i feel very similarly about you guys it's super mutual and i've been looking forward to this and and been hoping for this you know for a long time so i'm, I'm glad we're making it here happen. we are <laughs> we're doing it this is a selfish question um just because i'm a diehard fan of your music when did you start 
music? Like, was that, did you start as a kid? Was it always a part of your life or was it like a later thing? It definitely has been a big part of my life forever. Honestly, like my parents had my brother and me in piano lessons when we were, honestly, I was probably in preschool. Wow. And um, wait, where did you guys grow up? Me, Michigan. Girl Tay okay. here. She's an OG Californian. Oh, cool. Okay, so my parents are both from New Jersey okay. and are like Bruce Springsteen stands yeah. okay. as much as that generation can be. And my parents literally were taking us to Bruce Springsteen concerts from, I don't know, it probably wasn't even healthy for a baby to be exposed to that sound level and my parents were just like okay <laughs> we're going um so music yeah music was just like always a really big thing for us wow. oh my gosh do they are yeah. they like do they play any musical instruments or do they just like love music oh my gosh no <laughs> not at all my dad can like kind of sing but he kind of does it more satirically and my mom she knows she's toned up okay oh my gosh that's yeah. like that's like me I know. Yeah, it. but my dad's a my dad's a painter. Oh, artsy. Yeah. Okay. Like that's what he does for a living. So it was kind of like more. It was more, I think, accepted in our household for us to go into the arts professionally than maybe it is in okay. households that are more like, okay, you're going to law school or med school. Yeah. I yeah I I was I was gonna get there. Did you? At what point did you start thinking this could? potentially be a, a career it honestly probably wasn't until I met my manager okay um I feel like I so I went to boarding school and then I went to like a really small liberal arts school and again everyone around me was essentially studying econ pre-law med you know pre-med yeah and um I kind of felt really lost I didn't know what I wanted to do with that and Honestly, when I met my manager and and he kind of started making everything real, because I knew nothing. I was connected to no one. I knew nothing. He knew people at record labels and and he knew people at Spotify and he was in the mix. Yeah. And um and even just having kind of his cosign honestly made me realize, oh wait, this is real. He actually knows what he's doing and this can be a real thing. Yeah. Oh wow. How did you how did you guys find each other? Like were were you like making covers or like like how mutual friends? Like yeah. yeah, how how did you get in contact with the manager? So he manages a a bunch of other artists who I've become friends with and the first time I was hanging out with um an artist named AOK. Yeah. He was staying at my manager Jesse's apartment in the city and so I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll drive you home. I'll drop you off. Um, and took him uptown and literally just Jesse like came down from his apartment wearing, do you guys remember those like Adidas sandals that have the wings on them? They're like very uncool. I feel like I do. I feel like I see them in my head. I feel like you would remember them if you actually saw them. They're like out, like on the backside. They're like flip flops and they like, the part that comes over is like those little Adidas wings. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm Are you Googling and this? And Jesse yeah. came down literally wearing like a flat rim hat and those and basketball shorts. And oh, I was gosh. like, These. Yep. is this the man who's going to have my career in his hands? Oh, wow. That's what he would have seen. My career in his hands. <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me see. I would have see. seen these shoes and ran out the door. Oh, my gosh. Those are so funny. <laughs> They're so, so good. They're so bad. <laughs> so is that because I, you guys like it feels like you have this like group of I'm jumping way ahead here. <laughs> Go ahead. But no, it feels we like, don't need structure. Okay, <laughs> it feels like you guys have this like group of a few, you know, of you different artists that are friends and you like tour together. Is that is Jesse the common thread then? Yeah, that's really. Yeah. Cool. So you you were in college um, and you ended up dropping out of college to fully pursue music, correct? Was that terrifying? Or like you said, because you came 
from an artistic family, it was, you know, maybe not as bad. I think it was definitely less terrifying than it probably is for someone whose parents wouldn't are, support it at all. Yeah, are not supportive at all. Yeah. My parents actually were the ones who kind of sat me down and told me to leave wow. school, which is insane. Whoa. And it, it's obviously scary. Honestly, my girlfriend would probably testify that at least once a week or once a month, I look at her and I'm just kind of like, so I don't have a degree. So like, I can't. <laughs> What am I going to do? Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Everything's fine. Are you an overthinker? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Like things are going, things are going all right for you. But I love that you're still thinking of, you know, the backup plan. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know if you guys ever think about that, but sometimes I kind of think, okay, the only skill set that I have is being a recording and touring musician and obviously there are a lot of subsets in that which my overthinking obviously tends to skip over yeah. but on a grand scheme I'm like okay so I don't feel like I, I don't what are my skill sets like I don't know <laughs> what are my other skill sets I feel like I I feel like I understand that because I I'm a nurse and I like I don't actively work as a nurse anymore but I still keep my license yeah just I don't know. One day, maybe I'll like yeah. want to use it again. Yeah. Like actually, like in the field, use it again. So I, I totally, I, I feel like I relate to that because I, I definitely think about all, all of yeah, those I things. I mean, this, this industry as a whole is so unpredictable. It's like yeah. nothing is ever guaranteed. So I, yeah, I get it. I get it for sure. But I, um, yeah, I think I think you're gonna be all right. Thanks. I'll take your word for it. Any yeah, any, if anyone ever throws some criticism, I'm gonna Send be like, to me. "Well, Taylor said I'm doing great." Uh -huh. You just give him my number. <laughs> Taylor said I'm doing great. I love that. Um, so you've been, you know, very open about your mental health struggles uh, through your music and the media, and just kind of your battle with depression. Um, did you struggle with your mental health at all prior to um, like being in the spotlight? Definitely. Yeah. I think that it was my freshman year of college that I realized something wasn't quite right. I was actually in an intro to psych class. Oh, wow. And the professor was going through symptoms of depression and I was kind of annoyingly like elbowing my because I played soccer in college, so I had some teammates in the class, and we obviously didn't know each other super well yet. Yeah. And I would elbow them and kind of be like, yo, are you guys like, are you guys also waking up <laughs> praying for it to be 11 p.m. so you can go to bed? Right. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was like freshman year of college that I kind of realized, oh, oh, no, something's not right. Um, and yeah, I actually think, like, interestingly enough, my kind of entrance into the music industry happened coincidentally as the music industry was starting to really open up about mental health too. Mm. And so I think that's been, yeah, that was a really interesting coincidence for me. Well, I, I'm curious too, like with like the soccer background, because I know like athletes tend to feel less inclined to share when they're struggling. Did you feel that at all? Or did you feel like, you know, I like feel like I'm in a safe environment. Like, did you like after that, did you continue to question it or were you just like, no, something is wrong? No, I think I think the athlete culture definitely played into it. And I also think so. I'm OK, so I'm 26. So this was eight years ago. And I think eight years ago, things were so different. Yeah, very. Yeah, I remember. I would tell a friend, I'd be like, I have a mess. I have to like tell you something I haven't told anyone. Mm. And I'd be like, I have, I, I have depression. <laughs> and it was like this massive thing. Yeah. And now, now everyone is like my mental illness. And yeah. Yeah, it's obviously an entirely. Yeah. It's a different, uh, different world than eight years ago, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how it's hard to like figure out how to attribute that um, to either sports or maybe just where culture was at at the time yeah i'm not really sure yeah. Yeah, you guys are you guys the are the same. same age are you 97 yeah Woo! when's your birthday march nice february oh february what 11th bro we have the same birthday 
No, we don't. Yes, we do. Do we actually? February 11th? February 11th, 1997, baby. February 11th, 1992. <laughs> Let's go. That's so crazy. We share we share that birthday with Jennifer Aniston, in case you were wondering. <laughs> if there was any two people in the world I could share a birthday with, this is like best case scenario. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. I would want to share right? a birthday with you and Jen. Jacob and Rachel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rachel. I love that for me. So I love that for you too. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, this man. is so this is so lovely. <laughs> Birthday buddies. Oh, that's gonna be a fun clip. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's so, so good. good. Wow. Okay. Well, happy early birthday because we're 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 coming up on it quick. I know. How old are you turning? 92. Is that 30? 30. 31. Two. 32, yeah. yeah. Oh, 32. Oh, 2024. 32. I that know. We're sense. in 2024. What does that feel like? 32. Does 30, <laughs> it's, yeah, like it's 30 hard. And then after that, it's kind of like, okay, this is, we're here. For me, for me, 30 actually wasn't. Like, I feel like my upper 20s, like 28, 29, were kind of worse. I think maybe I like took the pain of 30 then. So then when yeah. I got I feel like you're 30, really excited to turn 30. I, I was. Like you were in a really was, good like mental space and it yeah. was it was like a good a good year. Surprised myself. That. Yeah. I think I think I was so like, you know, nervous um and stressed about it in my upper twenties yeah. that by the time I got to 30, I was like, you know what? I actually feel ready for this next chapter of life. I feel like it like really is like a metaphor of yeah. what is going on in my life. And I'm excited for that chapter. So I actually was, I was happy about it. Yeah, but I love that. But 32 has a different ring to it. Do so. you have any really? reservation of turning 27 at all? Because I have... Girl, yes. we need to talk. I, wait, do you? Yeah. Okay. 27 I is the number she's been freaking about. I haven't freaked about a number like at all, ever. And I mean, it also helps that, you know, my husband is older than me. So I feel like it's made the numbers yeah, yeah, like yeah. less scary, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like you have to brace it before yeah. I do. So I know what to expect. But <laughs> literally since probably like what, June of this year, I think is when I like randomly texted you. I was like, I'm turning 27. And he's like, calm down. You literally have like 10 months before you turn 27. But I don't know why. I'm like, it's stressing me out a little bit. No, I'm... Right there with you. Do you feel like maybe you're doing what Boy Taylor did and you're kind of preemptively yeah. going through the anxiety of it now? I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't... I feel like it makes sense. I Like, I feel like 27 is the first one that you actually feel like in your upper 20s. Yeah, I think also this year and next year are kind of like the first years back from COVID. Like, I feel like I lost like a couple years of like... Like you, know. you jumped from 24 like to I, yeah. 26 real quick. I went from quick. 24 to freaking almost 27 now. Like yeah. I feel like I'd, maybe that's it. I heard someone say that that could be a thing. I saw it on TikTok. So it's real. Because yeah. I do feel like I remember. So we we were just turning 23 when COVID happened. Yeah. Right, well, March, I mean, yeah. Come, I just turned 23, I think. Come March will be turning... four years ago. So, yeah, March 23. Yeah, yeah, 23, turning 23. Yeah. So I do feel like to an extent we lost like 23 to 26 is big years. You, I, yeah, big years. I think that you still have a lot of liberty in, in the context of being kind of young and dumb. Yeah. And being 26, 27 kind of feels like, okay, time to, yeah. you know, grow up and be a Figure person. And, yeah. and I feel like we didn't maybe get those like young dumb fun years so yeah. much yeah maybe that's it yeah, but it's also all it, it's all fake yeah yeah 23 to 26 is very i feel like forming years for sure yeah i feel like it like blurred and i blinked and i'm like wait what i mean i don't know how it was for you guys too but new york essentially i mean it, sh it shut really down shut entirely down. so i spent a year with my parents actually accidentally Oh. Which is kind of how it goes. I feel like you, I flew home from tour oh. with my tour suitcase. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll go see them since I have this free time now. And it became a year. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. How, how, how was that? 
was that are you guys close or yeah was it? i think that i kept trying to remind myself i think that when we are old and our parents are gone we're those of us who quarantined with our parents i think are gonna gonna be really grateful that we had that time because mm-hmm. obviously most 23 24 year olds like i i would have been in the city seeing them maybe once a month otherwise you know yeah that's yeah that's a really that's a great outlook and it's yeah, yeah. It's true it's very true i want to talk about your time on tour prior to covid did you you went through like a really bad kind of like episode and resented um being on tour um what what was going on during that period of time? Because, I mean, obviously, we know that touring is not an easy task. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what was that like for you? I think that a lot just happened really quickly. I left school and then I toured really consistently pretty much every fall and spring. And then summers were starting to, you know, become a little bit more crowded with festivals. and. Yeah, it just all happened really fast. And I, and I think that while a lot of my friends around me seemed like they were kind of building their social worlds in New York City, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel a part of that in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because um, I just wasn't, I wasn't really home very much. And when I was home, it didn't feel like I was home long enough to to really devote time to those relationships. Yeah. Because I, I do feel like a lot of the time in adulthood, seeing your friends feels like checking a box, like you're going down the list of like, okay, I saw this person, I saw you, I saw you, I saw you. So and good. it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not really diving deeper. Yep. And yeah, I think I just, I just felt exhausted by it. And weirdly enough, post COVID, I've felt the opposite towards it. I think just because I miss it so much. That's, a, yeah, it's such a real thing. Like as you get older and you, you know, life comes and life happens and you have so many different aspects of life. It, it, yeah, it, it's so easy to start feeling like, you know, seeing your friends and catching up with your friends is like a job. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with how you, you know, feel towards them. Yeah. You love them to death. But it, yeah, it can be it can be a lot. Um, and. It's a tough, um, sometimes it's a tough balance to figure out. Yeah. Tough adjustment. Yeah. I feel like we've definitely, I've definitely, cause I feel like I've been in a very busy season the past like couple of years, like definitely have not lost friends, but my like close friends, I like my best friend lives in Austin and like, like we don't like text on the daily. Like yeah. we do like a FaceTime us, us and her and her and her, her and her husband, like, you know, quarterly. Like we'll do like a big FaceTime and we talk every so often, but uh, I feel like the reason why we're able to be like best friends is because it's so low maintenance. And that's how a lot of my close friends are is like, you know, we understand that there's the other is going through a lot. You know, we're all dealing, you know, with our own stuff and their jobs and whatnot. And we don't want it to feel like that, you know, ticking the box either. When we're able to like see each other, we want it to be like real intentional time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think. Honestly, that low maintenance friendships are something it's it's kind of undervalued. I think it's the most sustainable way to have friendships yeah. in adulthood. And I don't know, I just I kind of feel like no one's talking about that enough. Like low maintenance friendships, that's really important. Yeah. I had a friend who like recently was saying his piece on uh essentially he was kind of touting like the importance of being able to flake Mm. like the importance of having friends who understand that on a particular day you might not be feeling up to those plans yeah you know yeah for sure yeah i think that's where that's that's definitely true the low maintenance friend is is a great friend yeah i mean not saying that friends that see each other all the time is a bad thing that's great but you know when you're busy with life and don't have that time, friends that are able to know that you love them, even if you're not seeing them or talking to them daily, yeah, is a great thing. And just like know that you like trust 
like I know my best friend is not questioning our friendship when I haven't texted her in a couple weeks. Like, yeah. you know, I know that we love each other and we're still besties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think I think it's malleable, too. Like, I think there are obviously times if like one of you is going through something where it's obviously. Like, I don't think the standard obviously needs to be low maintenance, but I think exactly what you're saying, just having that kind of secure understanding that I love you, even though I've, you know, I've been on tour for six weeks and I haven't been able to text every day. Or, yeah. 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 I think that's really important. Have you had to put, because I just, the, the world of touring fascinates me. Um, I just can't imagine it. Um, but have you, have you had to put any boundaries in place while you're on tour? Um, to make sure that your mental health stays in a good place. I'm curious in what ways going on tour is similar to doing a shoot. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess the only difference is you're stationary. Yeah, just pretty much. The sh- yeah, the shoot. You're at least staying in, you know, one bed for you know two to three months. Right. Um. In you know, essentially going to the same place to work every day. So just, I guess the travel is really the biggest difference. Yeah, like I feel like you're, like you're still able to keep somewhat of a routine. Yeah. Like obviously your shoot times may change, like if there's a night shoot, but you know, you're going back to the same place. You like, you you have some type of routine. Yeah, and I, I, I'm i bad when I don't have a routine. Like I can, like I fall out of my routine and then my life is in shambles and I need to like, I feel like I have to start over again. So yeah, I feel like the the consistency of still being able to have a normal routine, but I'm sure that's the case for you. Like I'm sure you, you know, yeah. learn what your routine is or what your life looks like. Yeah, I think the kind of interesting similarity there is that Obviously, we're in a different city every day, but you're living on a tour bus. So it kind of is still mm. like I do still have my bed, you know, the same bed and and the same. Um, I usually like take the back room of the bus. So I kind of still have like a, a traveling hotel room with me. Yeah. So that that much of it honestly does feel pretty consistent and nice, especially like once you're a week into tour and you're kind of like moved in. Yeah. You and know? surrounded by the same people, right? You got like yeah. your group that's with you that's consistent. Yeah. When you guys are on, when you're on a shoot, do do you feel like there's usually like a sense of community? With, For sure. With the crew and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, that's the best part. I think is is getting to kind of surround yourself with people you really love and also admire a lot as musicians and as people. So yeah. It's, it kind of feels like adult camp in a lot of ways, but right. I think to not to, yeah, not to move too far away from your question of boundaries. Um, I think that a personal boundary mm. that I definitely have is, is I think that I cut myself a lot more slack with communication um, with people kind of, kind of similar to what we were talking about, about low maintenance friendships. But when I'm on tour, I recognize that what I'm doing is it's really like socially demanding. Yeah. Um, obviously doing meet and greet and VIP and then yeah. to perform for, a f- you know, however many people for two hours every night is, I would say it takes a lot of my extroverted energy. Mm-hmm. So I recognize that like, I don't need to be them. I'm like, I'm extremely, extremely communicative like generally like i text friends really often i talk on the phone with friends really often and i think tour is kind of the one place that i take a step back from that Mm. and just exist kind of in the bubble that is tour okay yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i was thinking like you know obviously like when you're working you're still having to like perform in the sense of like you're acting like as this character and whatever but i feel like like performing on a stage like for people like I feel like you're when you're like acting you're performing like not for yourself but it's like you're not having to like yeah like exude this like hype energy and like yeah like it it's not socially draining like if you uh, if you have any sort of social anxiety I would think your occupation would be a very challenging one 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting because I don't. It's so funny. I think if you asked me ten years ago or when I was you know first in college, do you want to perform? Do you want to be in front of a lot of people? I probably would have said no. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, my knees would start shaking. And I think like anything, obviously, once it kind of becomes your job and you get used to it, you're able to compartmentalize it that way. Yeah. Um, but I I think kind of where it's draining socially for me is is just kind of having this understanding that I'm essentially responsible for curating the experience of however many people are there. I think that's kind of an interesting thing about being an entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a party planner in addition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for like, yeah, exactly. So for, you know, obviously, before we even go on tour, we're conceptualizing the set and we're thinking, okay, how do we design a stage that's captivating? How do we design, you know, a set list that's captivating and transitions and talking points and, and moments of, you know, deliberate fan engagement. And then when you're up there, it's kind of like a sport. And there's a lot of like real time problem solving, like, okay, mm. the crowd, maybe the crowd was responding to a certain joke or a certain talking point the night before this crowd, maybe they're not, the sense of humor is different. I don't know. There's a million real time yeah. things that you're navigating, which makes it really fun. But again, it there's so much like real time social analysis and, and adapting. So it's fascinating and also exhausting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know where to start imagining what that. <laughs> what that process would be <laughs> it's cool it's fun it's definitely really fun yeah that's awesome i love that you're like able to still love it because we've definitely met people that are like don't that are like don't it's not life-giving to them but it definitely feels like it's like like i mean it's work it's hard yeah. but it definitely feels like you know it's life-giving to you yeah definitely yeah i love performing i love to sing even if no one's in the room or people are in the room <laughs> even having to go do a corporate gig where it's really not an audience who cares that you're there. If you just <laughs> close your eyes and focus on like, oh, I get to sing right now, then I'm like usually in a pretty good mood. That's great. I love that so much. I know, it's so yeah. I'm the same, but I can't sing. Uh, <laughs> who cares? Do it anyway. <laughs> Taylor's like, she oh, she it. does. Trust me. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm the corporate gig. <laughs> that's so you're performing funny. for people that doesn't really care <laughs> yeah we get it we get it you're not that good hey <laughs> a girl can uh, dream a girl can dream um you um while which i can't wait to get to your new album but while writing your new album you took a break from social media is that true yeah why why did you decide to do that and what how did it feel? Yeah. So the break was kind of multi-pronged. Initially, we were looking at it kind of from the standpoint that we didn't really know what single we wanted to put out next and what direction we wanted to go in. And, mm. and I think, I mean, you guys understand this as much, you know, if not more, having to market a podcast and you guys know and can relate to how insatiable content culture is. And um, there, there was kind of a time where our digital team, like the whole consensus was posting on TikTok at least once a day is really yeah. essential. Posting on reels, um, Instagram, you know, three or four times a week. And at a certain point, you're kind of like, we're all just posting to post. There's not even, yeah. a, there's not even real, really a message for the consumer here. There's not really, what am I even trying to say? And it dilutes your identity. It, a lot and so for us we were like let's let's take a step back we don't even really know what we're saying we're just posting to post um and then the other prong was that i was going to take a break from work the idea was that the album was going to be mostly submitted by then and obviously that didn't happen at all and the album got pushed back okay and i so there there was no real break, but there was a break from social media, which was nice at least. I know. I've I've yet to do it, but I feel like I could um benefit from a little mini break or something. Do you have you ever done like the the what's it called? Hmm. The like timer where like that you can yeah. only open the app for like do you have that on? Yeah. 
See, that's what I feel. I feel like that's a good place for you to what start. What does this timer You do? can only like go on Instagram for like an hour a day. And then what? It's going to slap my wrist? And then it, you, you can't click it. Well, that's the thing. There's no real disciplinarian action. Like you can just click ignore. <laughs> yeah. Is there, can I, like if we do it, what if I like created a code? Like if you wanted to be like, I don't want the option. Oh boy. Like to click ignore and go on. Like, can you do that? Like, can you be like, you have to like type a password in or something? That I'm not sure. That's above my pay grade. But it's at least a. It, it's meant it's to a be hey, a buddy. reminder for yeah. you. Like, you've been it's, on. It here definitely for, makes you more cognizant, yeah. for sure, of how much time you're spending. Yeah. Like, I'll get the it. notification, like the five minute warning, and I will be like, "How the heck have I already been on my phone this at like this many hours today?" Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you get you get lost in it. And yeah. Yeah. I think a reminder is would would be helpful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You wanna jump in her album or did you have any more from there? Um, let me see. Let me make sure I'm not missing anything. Um no, let's let's get into it. <laughs> okay, your new album. Um, that came out a couple months ago. Solaria. Am I saying that right? Solaria, but you're, you're like right there. Solaria. <laughs> I said it a couple times and I was like, the eye is not there. Anyways, Solaria. Um, what what is that? What does that name mean? So it's Latin and it means star like. And I think for one, this is really nerdy, but I studied Latin for a long time, like all through middle and high school. Oh wow. Which is so unbelievably nerdy and also <laughs> like typical of me. <laughs> but I kept seeing so I knew that I wanted the content to and the branding of the album to all exist in um, like a Jackson Hole type setting in out mm. west. Yeah. And so when we we ended up going out there and when I was kind of on Google Maps exploring, I kept seeing that word. There was like a Stellaria Lane and a Stellaria Creek. Mm. And it just kept popping up. And I was like, I, I really love this. Um, and I don't know, just it really stuck with me. And then weirdly enough, um, it's also like the Latin name for chickweed. Oh, yeah, I, and, I saw this. This was really yeah. cool. Your like metaphor here is awesome. Yeah. Well, so the branding around the whole album also kind of landed in this place of the beauty is everywhere. And I like I'm learning how to be present and appreciate things that are right in front of me. And I was like, chickweed is so beautiful. And everyone just thinks it's Overlooks this weed it. that's invasive. Yeah. Not not like a, it's no one's putting chickweed in their bouquet of flowers, <laughs> you know, um, and I just love that. <laughs> yeah no i think that's really cool that's awesome how <laughs> those like go together how how have you been able to kind of like shift your mindset to like as you were saying be more present and like focus on the here and now i think that honestly so much more of it comes from so much more of the distraction and the noise it's truly our devices yeah honestly i think that it feeds so much of the stress and pressure I feel around work. And there's all these different pressures and distractions um, that that I felt like were really, really taking away from my ability to just focus on making music and enjoy that. And and not even making music, but also just existing. I think being self-employed and like being in a creative job, it's kind of hard to at 8 p.m. say, okay, I'm just going to watch this movie. I'm just going to read this book. I'm just going to hang out with my friends or family. There's always this voice in me that's saying, well, you could be doing more. You could be brainstorming, marketing. Is this? That's me. He's, yes. Yeah. That, yeah that, that's literally our everyday yeah. struggle. Because that, yeah, that's, yeah. Whether it's in the morning, midday, or evening, her brain can't shut off from, but, you know, I could be doing this or, you know, I should do this. I could do this. Yeah, I, I do I, this now. Exactly. I won't have to do it later. But you end up saying that all day, every day. Yeah. And it yes. never catches up. Yeah. It's very true. Do you feel like it in do you feel like it's a detriment to to your ability to just have fun in the moment? I do think it definitely has been. I do think I've. Eh, yeah, just I guess. So. Yes. Yeah. Just say yes. It's hard. Yeah. It's, I Just think, name the, it. I think the pro is, you know, it's made me like a really hard worker. And, you know, I've been able to do a lot of things and accomplish a lot of like personal goals and whatnot. But 
Yeah. No, I definitely. Yeah, it definitely does. Especially when. Yeah, I think I think what you said, it's hard, like when you're like self-employed and like when when your work like is your baby, because that's like how I feel like like this podcast, like my mental health brand, the nonprofit, my brand, whatever, like it's all like mine. And even though I do have help with it, I like feel in my brain like if I'm not doing stuff then it's not like and who else is going to take care of your baby yeah so right. which is not the case because I have wonderful people that you know are helping me but that's just how that's just how my brain thinks and works but we are we are trying very hard to I listen more when he says babe put the laptop away we're gonna watch a show I I more willingly give up the laptop I just need the I need the reminder still the laptop too. No, I get it. I think, I think it's, it's challenging when, and challenging, I say this is a privilege at the same time to really, really love being an entrepreneur and love building things from scratch. And, and, you know, whether you're building a brand or a nonprofit or you're building a song or you're building a movie, whatever it is. Like, I think that something that the three of us probably all have in common is that we love, like that's stimulating and fun for us. Yeah. And for sure. so it can be kind of obviously easy to conflate, you know, the the pleasure and stimulation of it with like it it maybe yeah. conflate's not the right word, but it's I think it's just easy it's easy to get lost in it and like do it for fun and forget that you also need to do other things for fun that aren't work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That that's a very good because I enjoy everything that I do and it's fun. Yeah, but yeah. It's not like right. it's, yeah. You need the, the like quiet time. Uh, do you feel like, you know, like being off of social media and kind of like trying to separate that, do you feel like that has like helped your creative process at all? I think so. I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing about social media is when you're just seeing what everyone else is accomplishing because we're yeah. in this culture of like comparison. Any, and Yes. And like everyone is in this post your accomplishments mentality. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I think when you're seeing everything through that lens, it's easy to, it's easy to think, okay, well maybe I should be making music that emulates what's being like, what's finding success right now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel has been, if there is one, like the biggest lesson that you've learned, like through the creation and after like putting out your album? Maybe the fact that, no one really knows what's going to work and no one really knows how to control the reception and consumption of a product. Mm. And you might as well focus on what you can control, right. which is enjoying making music, making music because you think it's cool, not because you think it's going to be received well commercially. Yeah. Um, yeah, just learning to let go of what I can't control as cliche as that sounds, it's really hard to do. I had, yeah, I had that same struggle with, um, a lot, like a lot of my career, um, which I think in the long run ended up, you know, making me take a step back because I realized I was doing things for the wrong reason, um, where I, I stopped thinking about what do I want to be doing? Like, what do I love doing for myself? And it was more so every decision was being, what is the right move? Like, mm -hmm. what's the right next move? What, you know, what are the executives going to think is, you know, a good choice for me? What are the fans going to think, you know, is a good choice for me? And that pressure that I was putting on myself to make the right move rather than, you know, what I would just want to be doing for myself as an artist um really just yeah ended up getting to me and i think was one of the the bigger reasons why i i stepped back and just kind of needed a break from it all what do you think if you're comfortable sharing like what do you think is was a moment that you finally felt like you needed to make a change i never have because I, I yeah i've thought about this i can never pinpoint what like the last moment was unless you think i'm just forgetting one i think there was a lot of moments that just added up 
yeah. over time. Um, and just, you know, affected my life in a way that I just eventually realized I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be living this way. I don't want to be prioritizing these things. Um, I want to, you know, take a step back, start over. And I don't know, people ask, people ask me all the time during that period, like, are you going to, are you ever going to do anything again? Like, are you going to act again? Are you going to, you know, be in the public eye again? And I was like, I don't know. For a long time, yeah, my answer to them was just, I truthfully, if you want me to be honest, I don't know. Um, now, I, I feel like I can say, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I, I, I feel ready now. Um, but that, that step back was much needed for me. Yeah. Um, and the truth, I mean, the, the real answer at that time was, I have no clue. I feel like it was like a subconscious thing that you did because I think because I like when we were dating, we had been dating for like a bit before he like took his step back. But I think because I don't come from the industry at all and I like just live a normal life and Taylor didn't have that like really ever. And so there like when we were together, there was an industry talk. There wasn't like it wasn't a topic of conversation really. Ever? Yeah, and there never was the conversation where it wasn't like there was a moment where I sat down and I said, "Babe, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a step back." Yeah, like, it didn't happen. Like I think that. you subconsciously knew you needed a break, and it just, it just like flowed. It yeah. just, it just happened with me being normal and you know, us like we went to the movies for the, the first his first time like ever being in a movie theater like when we started dating like he just got to do like normal things and I think you you kind of just got to like chill yeah for the first time yeah it did happen naturally yeah what how old were you when you started acting eight okay yeah so it's, yeah it's been it's been a hot sec it's been a, lot a, of years. <laughs> a lot of years yeah i mean that was i lived in michigan at the time and would just like do auditions and stuff i mean i i got i did like small roles but then like my first big role um shark boy was when i was 12 oh I remember. She's like, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> dream, 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 dream. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that, even that is over 20 years ago. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time to be going through. Being, that's a long time to be immersed in that industry and in, in, and in the public eye, I can only imagine. Yeah, but it is. What it taught me is what, what, what the, what the break you know, taught me was that like, you know, sometimes like a step back, a boundary, a breather can, you know, be really needed. Um, you know, not, I mean, for yourself and for your, for your mental health, but also like for your career as well. Like truth is, if I didn't take that break, I, I would have just completely burned out, crashed. And I think you, I think you were kind of there. I was definitely close. Yeah. Um, but. I I definitely wouldn't have resurfaced. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like, like you said, there was a point in time where he was like, I don't know if I'm going to act again. Like, I remember like, you know, us talking about, you know, future and stuff and him like being like, I don't like, I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do, like what I want to be doing. Um, and it's cool to see like that he took that time, like his love, like for that has like definitely like come back. And I mean, Obviously, mental health wise, you have worked through a lot as well. But it's really cool to like see him excited, like about like you know going yeah. back to work and like doing because you love that stuff. You love that creative process, like even behind the scenes stuff. Like yeah, you like genuinely love it. So it's really cool to see like how he actually like was burnt out and was like, I don't know if I can ever do this again. Took the proper steps, which we didn't even know were the proper steps, yeah. but now like. He's excited. And it's really cool. I mean, that to, like, must have been crazy for you to be along for that ride, too, from that stage of burnout to hopefully, like you're saying, falling back in love with all these things that do light you up. That's yeah. Probably cool for his, for a significant other to witness and be a part of. Yeah, for sure. I always say when I met Taylor, I didn't think like he could get any better. And like each year, I'm like, okay, I said this last year, but I really don't think he could get better. And I feel like it keeps. The growth is, it's been really cool to just be with someone for that amount of time and like 
obviously we've been through a lot of life together, COVID being a lot of it and us, you know, dealing with big life things. Um, it's been cool to like watch the growth between the two of us as individuals, like just being with someone for, you know, six years and watching that. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Well, thank you That's both for this therapy session. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like every year, I don't think you get better. That's so cute. <laughs> I'm going to steal that line. Don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> Every year you just get better somehow. Hopefully she doesn't watch this the episode. Secret safe with us and our Lemon Drop listeners. <laughs> lemon Drops, don't tell anyone. Okay, back to you. My last um, my last question is, well, first of all, congrats on the album. We we Thanks. love it. And um, if you haven't heard it, you need to go check out Stellaria right now. We'll link it down below. But you, you have an exciting 2024 coming. Um, you have your The Beauty is Everywhere tour. Woo! Um, by the way, love the name. Thank you. Um, what would you say, what are you most excited about or looking forward to with the tour? Well, I think we're going to get Girl Taylor up on stage at the Palladium in okay. LA. Let her live her dream. Yeah. There we go. Are you, you'll be at the, you'll be here in LA? Yeah, it's like March 23rd, I think. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, right after your birthday. I'm going to put it oh, in yeah. the calendar. Put it in the calendar. Yeah, that's what we. That's the birthday guest is just bringing that to life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I haven't toured in... Go, it's going on like a year and a half, so okay. wow. I'm feeling really ready to do it again. So I just feel super excited, honestly. That's great. When, do you, yeah. when does it kick off? We... Go. I actually leave. I think on February twelfth. So I go right after my birthday. You have anybody exciting with you that's been announced? Um, we're bringing Yolklore, which I'm really excited about. Okay, mm. super yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow, that's gonna be great. Well, we'll one hundred percent be catching you. Oh my gosh! Um, all right, should we play? Yes. So. Just the fun seven questions. Seven fun can be rapid fire. If you want to explain, you can, but it's totally up to you. Okay, this is the Lemon 7. It's very difficult to say because we've said Lemon 11 a hundred times. Lemon 7, Lemon 7. This is Lemon 7. Ooh. And I will ask you the first question. What movie or song title best describes your mental health today? What a fascinating question. Right? <laughs> I mean... I feel like my health, mental health is like fairly stable. Okay. Which is good. Do I Google movies about being stable? Like, so not Justin Bieber's song, Unstable. Yeah, like the opposite of that. <laughs> oh, the, okay. There's a movie from 2018 that's called The Land of Steady Habits. The Ooh. Land of Steady Habits. I have no idea what that movie is. but <laughs> Now we're all going to have to watch this. Applicable. Because I feel like I've been in my groove. Like I've been working out a lot and okay. um, and like journaling and reading a lot and just making music for fun. And yeah. yeah, I feel like I've just been in my groove. Yeah, that's. I love that. Yeah, I need to get back in my groove because I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm a regimented person. Yeah, I need consistency. Habits are good. Um, but when I fall out of them, yeah. Yeah, it can feel it can feel like really destabilizing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For sure. The the the, the what, what was the name of that again? The land oh, of I, steady habits. Land of steady habits. I closed my tabs. Okay. Steady habits. Okay. The land of tonight. steadiness. Put your laptop away. We're watching the land of steady habits. Uh, well, number two. How open are you with the people in your life when you're struggling? I'm not that much of a sharer. I think I am with my really, really, really close, like select few. Um, But I'm weirdly not, I feel like making music is kind of my outlet and then I don't feel like I need to talk about it that much. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, you have your like close group of friends that you, you'll talk about that stuff with, but if you're not the biggest sharer, your music, um, yeah, says otherwise, (laughs) because you're pretty, Pretty vulnerable in your music. <laughs> that's where I go. Like that's yeah. my place, you know. Yeah, I love that. Well, that's yeah. that's that's why it's so good. Um. All right, number three. If you could only follow three social media accounts, what would they be? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would follow my girlfriend. 
Fair enough. Good answer. I would follow. Okay, so I really i I collect vintage watches. <gasps> wow. Yeah, I really love watches a lot. Um, so I would probably follow this really amazing blog called Hairspring because I I love reading. They just have the most thoughtful posts about different cool like watches that are, are they on Instagram? Yeah. What oh, is yeah. it called? Hairspring. Are you a watch guy? Um. I used to be, and I still. Oh, here we go. Got it. Followed by you. Um, I have, I have a little collection, but I haven't worn watches in a while. Like I used to love them and wear them a lot, and yeah. then now I kind of they just exist in like sure. yeah. But yeah, I, I could well, see me getting back into them again. This could get you back. Yeah. Back there. For this sure. looks dangerous. It's a dangerous hole. Okay. 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 And then third account I would follow would be maybe like Nolita Dirtbag. Okay. <laughs> it's kind. Of, do you know it? It's just like that meme account about yeah. like New York and like like the hype culture here, and I just think it's really really funny. And I feel like I yeah, if I watches my girlfriend in some humor, yeah, I like slash that's, fashion. That's a good combo. That's all a girl needs, right? <laughs> yeah, that feels good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I feel like this question like shows people's personalities for sure really well i know i think we're gonna like this question yeah that was great but i'm intrigued to see what other people say to that i know i have to i have to start thinking about i know we have to see what what the heck i would say okay i'll Um, report back report back yes number four what is your favorite form of self-care my favorite form of self-care is Okay, this is like extremely, I'm going to sound like I'm living in an alternate universe and I have no grasp on reality, but taking like vacations. Um, And I don't even mean going somewhere warm or anything, but I think just like, honestly, usually at least a weekend a month, if not two will carve out to go away in some capacity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just a a little weekend getaway. Yeah. Even if just a Friday, Saturday night and then get back home. But like, I need to physically, I, I wonder how you guys feel about this. Cause in New York, like obviously even large apartments are still smaller than most houses. And so like we have my studio, another bedroom, and then our kitchen living room is like open floor plan. And, um, yeah, there's it's hard to kind of like find a space that's like truly disconnected. Yeah. yeah. And so for us, we're just like, all right, let's just getting out of the city is the only way I can actually sit down and like read and take a long shower and not yep. worry about work. Yep. Couldn't agree more. We, yeah. We, we, we both are the same. We love. Yeah. We I mean, we love all forms of weekend getaways. Yeah. We were like, we were, we were, um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Wildflower Farm in upstate New York. Oh, um, no. It's like one of the O'Bears resorts, but. Oh, geez. We were just there and we were like walking there, super dog friendly and it, it was amazing. And I was saying to my girlfriend, I was like, hmm, I feel like the, the time I'm most happy in my whole life is when we go away. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's literally every human ever. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm not the only person that thinks that. <laughs> no, it's so true. It's so yeah. true. No, but it makes you like, it makes you appreciate the little things. Like you said, like, just take a long shower and just like enjoy it. I don't do that when I'm home. Like Never. something as simple as showering and whatnot. Like it's it's a job that you try and just get done quick so you can get on with your day. Yeah. And we were like on a weekend getaway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I I like the first thing I do when we walk in the room is I inspect the shower. Yeah. I'm like, all right, what kind of shower head we got here? Is it the big circular one from above? I hope so. Yeah. Because right. um, I want to stand in there for like 15, 20 minutes. So sure. I know. Yeah, like, is there a bathtub? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. got a tub we can soak in, a jacuzzi. Yeah. Like, what's it's so true. What's the haps? What's the haps with the shower? Okay. You, you are in my next, oh. my friend. Oh, I am next. Number five. What would you say is the most misunderstood thing about you? Damn, you guys are coming in hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, like, aren't these supposed to be easy? I think that sometimes in like the music industry, there's this pressure to like be cool. Mm. 
you know, like cutting edge of like whatever's cool and hip and artsy and, um, you know, like dress a certain way and act a certain way. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I obviously don't think I'm cool, but like, you, you know, obviously inevitable, you're going to see like fans and stuff who think you're so cool. Yeah. So then do you feel like you have to live up to that? Yeah. Like, I think that like anyone who knows me really, really well knows that I'm like, gotta be one of the top five most uncool and like awkward human beings and like nerdy people ever. Right. Um, and like, I, like, I kind of wish that was like more marketable. Right. Know? Like I, I wish that I wish it was like cool to be as awkward and like dorky and weird as I think I actually am, you know? So I, yeah, I wish that was like something that I could share or feel comfortable sharing more of. Something tells me you could get away with it. I think you could do it. <laughs> if anybody, it's you. But then am I going to be known as like being uncool? Like, I don't know. It's so tricky. <laughs> oh, man. I personally think you are very cool and also um, nerdy and dorky and fun. So I, I, a- I think you embrace both sides. And I think that is what makes you you. Thank you. No, that really that really means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, who has had the most positive impact on your mental health? I love how like you can tell what I think when people have had to do a lot of interviews in their life when you just regurgitate the question back as a way of like <laughs> finding time to think of your answer a little more. Ooh, uh, yeah, no. I feel you. Maybe my dad. I think that he I've he's been pretty open about his mental health struggle mm. and kind of watching him persevere every day and find joy in the little things and um that's been that's been a really good model for me. And wow. I just, mm. I feel like he's a really safe place to talk about stuff with. And yeah, he's just the best. That's really cool. It's special Aww. to have. I love that. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, number seven. If you could go back to one moment in your life, what moment would that be? And what would you say to yourself? I think that, so I, I definitely wouldn't change anything. Yeah. So I think I would go back to relive something that was really special. Mm. And I think I would go back I would probably go back to Lollapalooza mm. um, of 2022 because that was my favorite show I've ever done. Oh, wow. And I would say you're probably going to black out when you do this and it's going to go by really quickly. It was just the best 60 minutes of my professional life. I can literally see that you're I there know. in your head right I know. now. I know. Yeah. Just oh, so, yeah, soak it up because it, I, yeah, it went by so fast, and yeah. and even if I could do it again, I know I'd still retain such a small amount of it. Yeah. Um, but to even get to be there again, I, I mean, I know in my life I'll get to experience something yeah. like that again. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, I know I'm like smiling like such a loser. <laughs> no, I love <laughs> that. So that's great. so special. You love what you <laughs> yeah. do, and that is like so infectious. I always tell Taylor like I love being around people that like genuinely just like love what they do whatever it is yeah no matter what it is it could literally be like an accounting job and if someone loves that i'm like i could listen to you talk about like your job all day because you just it's just you just like give off this energy and that's like exactly like what you give off and it's it's really like refreshing and And it fuels other people too yeah and inspires like me to like you know not want to love my job more but it just like makes me excited like doing what i love doing to do it more yeah for sure yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I, I literally could listen to, I, I would say, like, my brother, for example, like, he, he loves physics, okay? I don't understand a damn thing about physics, but my brother loves physics so much. And listening to him talk about physics, I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying, but it's so cute watching you talk about it. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> just, I love that. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah. Exactly that. Well, thank you, Chelsea, so much for your time. Um, congrats again. On the album, go check it out, Stellaria. It is available now. And um, we'll li- leave um, links, links and stuff to In the, the album and, yes. um, and the upcoming tour. Yes. Woo! Awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. This was seriously a dream come true again to hang for a little bit. And hopefully the first of, of many conversations. Chelsea. I want to grow up and be like you someday. 
Yes. Nerd. Ha <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. You are so cool. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, that was an amazing conversation. And um, I just, I can't believe we are able to do this and talk to people like you. Yeah. Pretty, pretty freaking cool. We get to call this our job. I was just about to say we have a really fun job. Yeah. Um, as always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the squeeze, TikTok at the squeeze podcast. Uh, Email us at lautner dot the squeeze podcast dot com. Ah, at gmail.com. Lautner.thesquiz. I'm going to get it one of these days. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube um, and let us know what we should name our hummingbird. Mm. Um, we may do a poll on our social media account. Mm. I feel like that would be really good. Next idea. week's episode, next week's episode is going to be a very fun one because we are having a very, very special Valentine's Day episode with a guest that we absolutely love. And I know you guys love her and will love her if you don't know who she is but I think you all know who she is mm. yeah we played a fun very fun um, sweet and sour sweet and sour which we don't so often fun. do but we did a fun little Valentine's Day it's a great episode sweet and sour segment so be sure to follow or subscribe so you guys don't miss out on next week's episode but we hope you guys have a lovely rest of your day and we'll see you right back here next week love you all squeeze out This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.